It's, it's about to get a little heavy in here. Or lighter, depending on how you look at it. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for what you've already done. I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. Father, touch right now as only you can. Those who are sitting in the room and those who are at home watching. Those who have post-its in their hands and those who will be typing numbers or words or initials in the comments. I need you to see those comments as these crosses. I need you to see these crosses as the one that your son hung on. And I need you to do for them what you did for us on the hill called Calvary. Blot it out. Cover it in your blood. So that when we leave it at the altar, you take it. Send us back free. Praying for somebody to receive Christ today. Praying for somebody to unite with the body today. But most of all, I'm praying for many to be free. Including me. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all praying for me yet? Yeah, so whenever you feel it, just, you know, put this, I'm going to put this one over here a little bit so I don't feel threatened. I don't know how I respond to feeling threatened. Here we go. So th th there's a story of a preacher. And today, I'll tell you what I'm talking about and what I'm preaching. And don't y'all pay no attention. Listen, if you've never, ever, ever been in a place where you cannot be distracted, let today say no distractions. People walking are not going to distract you today. There's a story of a preacher who got up to preach from the book of Genesis. Uh, I'm, in it, I'm in it now, Chris. Thank you. He, he had a loose-leaf Bible. Y'all remember those loose-leaf Bibles? Looked like a trapper keeper. He got up. And this is what he said. He said, and Adam said to Eve, and he turned the page. But When he turned the page, he knew he was on the wrong page. He turned back, and he said, Adam said to Eve, and he said, this is very interesting. It looks like there's a leaf missing. And so today, we're talking about missing fig leaves. Missing fig leaves. Thank you, God, for moving already. In Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve have been tempted by the devil. Y'all bring them up here and listen because I need you to hear this. They ate from the tree that they were instructed not to eat from, and as a result, we have the original cover-up. Today we're going to look at this because this is where stress gets its start. We're still in this series called Stress Factors, and this is where stress begins. It begins with the trap of pretending. Let the church say pretending. Genesis chapter 3. Uh, Verse 6 says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. 
And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. The Bible says that the eyes of both of them were open. Somebody say opened eyes. This refers to their conscience. What do you mean? Before the fall, man did not have a conscience. Before the fall, man was innocent. Understand this. Innocence is ignorance of evil. Write that down. That's a note for you. Innocence is ignorance of evil. Of evil, They have no knowledge of evil, but this incident is where innocence and intimacy were destroyed. This is when the conscience was created. Now, let me give you a definition for our conscience. Our conscience is an accuser that lives on the inside of each one of us. They disobeyed and they saw the happiness they had fallen from. They disobeyed. Their eyes were opened and they saw the misery they now entered into. They, they, they saw a loving God provoked. They saw his grace, his mercy, and his favor forfeited. They saw his likeness and image lost. They saw dominion lost. They hid themselves because they were afraid. Understanding this word afraid carries the idea of being aware and ashamed. They were ashamed, they were embarrassed because for the first time innocence has escaped them. They now see who they really are in light of who God really is. So they hid themselves from God and grabbed some fig leaves to hide from each other. They put on fig leaves to camouflage themselves. It was more, hear me friends, it was more than just a physical cover-up. It was an emotional and spiritual cover-up. Do we still have those problems today? Yes. Do we still hide from each other? Yes. Do we still hide our true feelings? Yes. Do we mask our mistakes? Yes. Do we disguise our weaknesses? Do we pretend everything is okay? Everybody in here is missing some fig leaves. Oh, hold on, hold on, T. What's a fig leaf? I'm glad you asked. A fig leaf is anything you use to cover up or anything you use to hide something you don't like about yourself. And you don't want other people to learn about you. Oh, oh yeah, let me get into it because a fig tree could be your educational degree. You're trying to act like you're smart, but you're not wise. A fig tree could be nice clothes. You're trying to use labels to cover up that missing love. It could be a car. It could be a house. It could be your status. We all use fig trees of fig leaves in our lives to cover up. We all use them to hide. And here's the problem. When you become accustomed to fig leaves, it causes insecurity. What if people find out what I'm really like? If they really knew me, would they still like me? It causes insecurity. Let the church say insecurity. 
I've got my fig leaves and now I have to wear a mask and I have to play this role and I have to put on the act because not only do fig leaves cause insecurity, they also cause isolation. Because fig leaves will make you feel that nobody in the world feels the way I feel. Nobody in the world but me has my hang-ups. Nobody in the world but me is hiding. Nobody in the world but me hurts like I hurt and that only intensifies your hurt. So I guess the question today is how does God heal our hidden hurts? How does God heal our hidden hang-ups? Knowing this will take a lot of stress off your life, and this ain't a complex sermon. It's simple, and it's almost over. But let me tell you something. Simple doesn't mean easy. In fact, these steps I'm about to give you today are some of the hardest steps you'll ever have to take in your life. But this is how God heals our hidden hurts. And frees us from the need of fig leaves. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says this. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Here's how the living Bible says it. A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. If he confesses them and forsakes them, listen to this. He gets another chance. So what do I do to outgrow my fig leaves? Number one, understand this. Confession comes before another chance. Confession comes before another chance. I told you it was going to get heavy. I didn't tell you how quiet it was going to get. Put this on the side. Here's another way to say this point. Uncovering leads to understanding. We all have spots we'd like to hide, hurts we'd like to hide, hang-ups we'd like to hide. But the only way to be healed is not to cover it up. Don't pretend it does not exist. Admit it to yourself. Write this down. Text it to somebody. Post it on your social media. The greatest hold-up to my hang-up is me. The greatest holdup to my hang-up is me pretending like everything is okay. The greatest holdup to my hang-up is me pretending like it's not there. And here's what pretending like it's not there causes. It causes me to remain with it because God won't work on the problem I won't admit I have. We all got excuses too. Ain't nobody perfect. I'll just ignore it and it'll go away. Or we justify it using euphemisms. I'm just a laid back person. That's cold word for means I'm lazy and irresponsible. We have different sayings to rationalize it and justify it. It's just a stage. It'll get better. It's not really a problem. It ain't hurting nobody. Write this down. Personal honesty is the foundation for personal happiness. If you want to leave here with joy, if you want to leave here happy, you've got to learn to be honest with yourself. You can't lie to yourself. You can't trick yourself and you can't pretend with nobody like you can pretend with yourself. 
The Bible says whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper. You've got to admit it to yourself. What do you need to admit to yourself today? This ain't about you looking at your neighbor. It's about you looking at you. Don't even worry about your neighbor. Your neighbor has their own problems. You worry about you today. As a matter of fact, this is the last time you go talk to him. Say, neighbor, you got your own needs. If you want to leave here right, you've got to be real with yourself. First John 1 and 8 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We all have problems. It says if we don't admit it, if we don't come to the truth of the matter and say we have sin in our lives, we deceive ourselves. The Living Bible says if you say you have no sin, you're only making a fool out of yourself. Can I tell you a secret? You might as well admit it because everybody else already knows it. You ain't got it all together. If, if I tell you I ain't got it all together, ain't nobody shocked in here. You're not fooling nobody but yourself. Ecclesiastes 7 and 20 says, surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. Nobody is perfect, not even when it's legislated. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 says, for all, not y'all, for all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Sin in this text is an archery term. It means to fall short. To miss the mark by falling short. Here's the bad news. I can be going in the right direction. With the right intentions. And I still fall as short as somebody going in the opposite direction. You know why? Because short is short. Ain't no almost short, a little short, kind of short. Short is just short. And we all fall You want God to heal your hidden hurts today. You want God to heal your hidden hang-ups. You want to get rid of the need for fig leaves. Admit it to yourself. Confession comes before another chance. Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. It's not going to work out in your favor. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. I'm talking to somebody right now. Don't ignore the hurt. Ask yourself, why do I continue to act like this? Why do I keep falling for the same stuff? Where are these same feelings coming from? How do I attract the same kind of man all the time? How do I attract the same kind of woman all the time? When you heal the part of you that needs them, you won't attract them anymore.
Proverbs 11 and 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. And this wisdom is understanding. When you understand why you think the way you think, why you feel the way you feel, why you behave the way you behave, then you can honestly bring it to God so he can heal it. Confession comes before another chance. 1 John 1 and 9, we read 1 and 8. 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here's the second thing you need to do if you want to eliminate the need for missing fig leaves. Confession is the first step to forgiveness. This is simple. It's basic as biscuits. But as heavy as heck. So the first thing I have to do is confess it or admit it to myself. I I admit it or confess it to myself. Hear this. For understanding. I confess it to God for forgiveness. I don't just, un- I don't want to just understand why I'm broke. I don't ever want to take my car, Harvey, to a mechanic and they say, oh yeah, here's the problem. I knew it was a problem when I brought it. What I came to you for was a solution. I don't want to just understand why my life is wrecked. I need to get it to the body shop. Somebody say confession. confession. The word confession in the Greek text is the word homo logeo. Homo meaning the same, logeo meaning word. Homo logeo means to speak the same words. It means to say the same Thing. Confession is not saying I got it. Confession is calling a spade a spade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a liar. I'm dishonest. Yes, sir. I'm sinful. I'm lustful. Yes, I can't control my loins. I mismanage my money. I can't stop eating as much as I do. I'm filled with envy. I'm filled with jealousy. Homo legeo means to to confess, to agree with God and let it be as bad as he says it is. You don't want it to be that bad because you want to look at yourself a certain way. It doesn't matter how bad it is to him. Sin is just sin to him and he's got the remedy. God, I blew it. God, I let you down. God, I have a problem. God, I've sinned. I've made some mistakes. I am imperfect. I understand it. Now I need you to forgive me. Three of the most difficult words you can say is I have sinned. I was wrong. I need 
David was a key example of honesty. He was honest with God. Psalm 19, verse 12. Who can discern his errors? Listen to this next statement. Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Somebody today needs God to declare you innocent from hidden faults. I'm not talking about the stuff you told somebody about. I'm talking about the stuff you haven't told anybody about. I'm talking about the secrets you haven't shared with your secret keeper. There's a key example of transparency and authenticity in the word of God. His name is the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7. He talks about it. Paul says, uh, I, I'm just jacked up. He was brutally and painfully honest about his weaknesses. And not only did he talk about them, he wrote it down so people for thousands of years could hear his testimony. Romans 7 and 15, for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate now. If I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep. Anybody feel like a puppet and Paul is the ventriloquist right now? Anybody besides me can identify with Paul right now? I don't know. Somebody said, why'd you do it? I don't know. That ain't a legitimate answer. According to Paul, it is. Romans 7 is a chapter I call the stories of a fallen follower. But the story doesn't end there. Because if you just go over one verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So what is the correct response to a fig leaf situation? Don't cover it up. Don't conceal it. Don't camouflage it. Don't condense it. Don't minimize it. Don't condone it. Don't make excuses for it. Confess it to God. Um, Admit the weakness to yourself so he can give you understanding. Admitting the weakness to God means he'll forgive you. But, but how do I get healed? Number three, this is the, take a deep breath. Honesty is how I get healed. This is the most difficult step. James chapter five, verse 16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The 
prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. Just a moment, our intercessors are going to come forward. When I call them, they're going to come forward. Somebody, you wrote some stuff up here, but you need another post-it. Because a lot of y'all wrote about asking God to take care of somebody else's business. This is about you. Look at the steps. You admit it to yourself for understanding. You admit it to God for forgiving. But to be healed, you got to find somebody you can talk to. Now, does this mean I post all my business in the street? No. Does this mean you post your top 10 sin lists on social media? No. And let me tell you something. Watch who you talk to because everybody can't handle, handle the real you. Everybody can't handle the raw you. Everybody can't handle the rough around the edges you. Just don't go with nobody because they got on church clothes. Run, run, run. I'm going I'm to give you some characteristics for who you can talk to in just a second. But listen, <laughs> don't run. Talk to everybody. When I pull these intercessors out, don't you come pour your heart out right away. Don't overwhelm. They got a lot of praying to do today. <clears throat> but everybody needs at least one person. You can be genuinely honest with. This is why. When you share a burden, it gets lighter. When you find the courage to talk about it is the moment you can begin to control it. This is a rerun. It's a repeat, but write it down. Revealing your feeling is the beginning of your healing. We're isolated because we wear fig leaves. Don't you like to be around real people? Don't you like to be around people who don't spend all their time pretending that they got it all together? <clears throat> Deliver me from perfect people. Can I tell you a lesson I learned from Jacob? Anybody that spent time with God leaves with a limp. Preached a sermon a long time ago. Don't trust a man without a limp. Let me tell you a little secret. My closest friends are people who've been very deeply hurt. My closest friends have had Big personal failures. You know why those people are my personal friends, my closest friends? Because they are too real to pretend. They know where they have been, but they know where they are headed, and they know if it had not been for the Lord. 
and because they know nobody but God did it, they're easy to relate to. It's easy to have intimate conversations with people who are not trying to imitate perfection. intimate with my closest friends because they know my weaknesses and I know theirs. Can I tell you my dream for Bayview Church is that we would be a place where people feel loved and accepted enough that they can dare to share their feelings without being judged. I want us to be a place where we don't have to be perfect, but we can be protected. I'm not saying that I want this to be a safe place for sin. What I am saying is I want this to be a second chance place of grace. I want this to be a place where if you fall, those who are spiritual will restore you in the spirit of meekness, realizing I could trip next. Two thousand thirteen to the end of two thousand eighteen were five of the most painful years of my life. My eyes are tearing up now because I still feel the the heaviness. Two hundred and fifty pounds, overweight, unhealthy. Sister Lottie threatening to send me to the emergency room every week because I was threatening a stroke. It's because of the fig leaves. Because who do, who do pastors go to to share? There was nobody to turn to. And I made a decision. That if they can't stand me without the leaves, they can leave. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody I'm not so you will be comfortable with who you want me to be. I made up my mind I was done pretending and been free ever since. Let me tell you how free I am. I'm so free, I don't care if you like it or not. I'm so free, I like me and God likes me, I love me and God loves me. If you don't, that's your business. One of the greatest sources of stress in life is faking it. (laughs) The original cover-up started with Adam and Eve, but we've been putting on fig leaves ever since. I don't have a problem. That's a fig leaf. It's just a stage. That's a fig leaf. Let me make it real spiritual. This is just a season. That's a fig leaf. I'll be all right. I'll get through it. Fig leaf. 
I don't need counseling. I don't need to talk to nobody. Fig leaf. I don't need to admit it to myself. Fig leaf. I don't need to confess it to God. Fig leaf. I certainly ain't going to talk to nobody else about it. Fig leaf. The church is supposed to be a hospital for sinners, not a hotel for saints. Everybody in here is hurting somewhere. Some of you have just gotten accustomed to suppressing your pain. Your tolerance is up. But somebody in here has reached their breaking point. You feel like you're about to lose it and nobody knows but God. Some of you have some hidden hang-ups in your life that have bothered you and pestered you and bugged you and you don't know how to get rid of it so you ignore it. Well, I'll grow out of it, but you grown. But you ain't grow out of it. Take the first step. Confess it to yourself. Second step, be honest about it to God. Confess it to yourself so you'll understand it. Confess it to God so he can forgive it. And here's the good thing about God. When it comes to you and I, God is pleased with us. Listen to this. The entire journey. He's not just pleased, Lisa, when we get it right. How do you figure? It's called grace. God who God is his existence will not afford him of picking a point in time because he does not exist in time. Stephen Covey says that you should begin with the end in mind. That's so one of the seven habits of highly effective people, God started because he began with the end in mind. Before the foundation of the world, he decreed that the lamb would be slain. And because the lamb had already been decreed to be slain, he could cover time with what confession was really going to happen on Calvary. That's good. You preaching, sir. God knows every mistake I'm going to make. He covered it in mercy so he could be happy with me. You got to find somebody you can talk to. Find somebody who's been broken like you're broke now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'm done right here, Chris. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, it's talking about Moses. You remember in the Old Testament, Moses went up to the top of the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. He met God face to face, and when he came down from the mountain, the glory of God was so strong that it was still shining on, on Moses' face. People couldn't even stand to look at him because the glow was so great. So what did Moses do? He put a veil over his face. Here's the problem. After a while, 
the glow faded. But Moses wanted to keep the veil on so nobody would know that the glory had faded. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. He said, don't, don't pretend like Moses did. Verse 16, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Commit yourself to God. He'll remove the veil. You know what kind of Christians I like? You know what kind of believers I like? New ones. I love new believers. I met someone the other day in the store. He said, I text, I believe. I said, great, you're a new believer. Well, what do you plan? How do you plan for your life to be now that you're a believer? He said, hell, I just want to live for Jesus. That's what I want in my life. I'm not saying go around cussing at folks. But I'm saying be genuine and honest about your relationship with the Lord. Christianity teaches us to put the veil on. Christ says we don't need the veil. Why would you put on the veil and I rip one? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm, I'm going to read this verse and I'm done because that's about all I can get out. Verse 18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, Beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. King James Version says we're being taken from glory to glory. Which simply means we're going from one level in the Lord to another level. Here is my intercessors. Y'all can come up. Here is my invitation to you to take the veil off, to stop pretending, to stop acting like everything is okay. Now, I'm going to give you a few minutes because we still got another service, so I can't leave y'all in here all day. So, intercessors, pray quick, pray in shorthand. But somebody today, you need to let it go. Now, you don't have to tell these intercessors what it is that you've been covering up. But I want them to pray with you so you will have the power to uncover it. If you're here today, get out of your seat. Just come down here. You don't have to know their name. They don't have to know yours. Just know they know Jesus and they know how to get a prayer through. Trust me with that one. This is your chance. If you got something hidden and you wrote something about somebody else, get another post-it. This is about you. God has set them free, but I don't want them to be free and you still be bound. 
told you it was going to get a little heavy in here, a little strange today. not coming forward to pray just pray where you are worship with the worship team but let God work let God work Come up, come up, two rows. That guy right there. This guy right here, right here. Yeah. Come here, man.
right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this moment right now. We thank you that we can feel your spirit right now. Thank you that chains are, are falling. Thank, thank you that strongholds are being torn down. Thank you that captives are being set free. Thank you that prayers are being heard and prayers are being answered. Thank you for fig leaves that are no longer necessary. Now, God, I pray for those who've nailed it to the cross. I pray for those who have been praying with our intercessors. Thank you for those standing in the gap. Praying for those who are on their seats. Praying for those who are on the stream. This might sound strange, God, but I'm asking you to honor the comment section. Prayers and requests are being made right now. I know there's nothing spiritual about asking you to watch social media, but God, if you could just do it this one time for me. They couldn't get here, but God, you can get where they are. Do so for your own glory. God, somebody here knows to know you, needs to know you as Lord and Savior. Go on and give them the opportunity and invite them, God, but I want you to save them before I even see them. Holy Spirit, somebody's at home right now. At, they're at work right now. They're in school right now. I don't know where they are, but you know, God. They're obvious to you, but they're anonymous to me. So do what only you can do and do it for your glory. We've done everything we know how to do, God. We've taken every blow that the enemy has tried to throw at us. And the only reason we're still standing is because we trust you. We trust you for everything. We doubt you for nothing. Do your perfect work. Not my will, but thy will be done. I'm praying this prayer right now as a humble son before a loving father. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Somebody here today, this is your opportunity to give your life to the Lord. Don't leave here the same way you came. You've never said yes to Jesus. This is your chance. What do I need to do? Get up. Step out into the aisle nearest you. Make your way down front. There are some people waiting to explain to you the plan of salvation what it means to be saved maybe you've already received Christ you're just looking for a place to call home you're looking for a church to call home we'd love to have you as a part of our baby family I'd love to be your pastor I'd love to do life with you today but you have to make the first step you make the first steps we'll meet you we got you tell you something about Bayview. We're not perfect, but we're protected. How do you know you're protected? Goodness and mercy. Well, that's coming behind you. Who's walking beside you? When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. That's beside you and behind you, but who's leading you? The Lord is my shepherd. That's how I know I'm protected. 
maybe you're not here and you're wanting to receive Christ and you're wanting to unite with the church. Or maybe you are here and you're just not ready to move. You don't, you don't want to be on display. You don't want to be singled out. Here's a non-contact way for you. Take out your phone. You don't have to live another moment like you've been living. Take out your phone. Send me a text. Here's the number you're going to text. 619-822-1560. 619-822-1560. If you're receiving Christ today, just text I believe. One word, no spaces, no autocorrect. You text I believe. If you've already received Christ and you're ready to unite with the church, you text I belong. One word, no spaces, no autocorrect. When you send those text messages, you'll get an automated response. Click that link. Fill out the information card. Give us the information we're asking you asking you for so we can contact you no later than Tuesday someone will get in contact with you if you text I believe they'll walk you through what it means to receive Christ get you connected to your new church if you text I belong they'll help you get connected to your new church but let me be the first to say welcome to the Bayview Church family we love you and there is nothing you can do about it if you were blessed by the message by the worship today come on and give God praise thank you so much thank you getting ready to go anybody feel better anybody feel lighter today uh, do I have announcements for those who, who want to find someone to talk to we have a counseling ministry uh, built the whole counseling center as we are getting ready to go, I'm going to show you the representatives from our counseling ministry. If you'd like to get connected, you just come up. They have a QR code you can scan. Uh, we have all kinds of counseling services. Uh, we also have mental health support groups. They're called grace groups. Living grace for those who are living with mental health. Family grace for those who are living with families of those who have mental health. We want to be your safe place. We want to be your family. It's Christian counseling. It's not clinical. There's no psychiatrist or psychologist on staff. It's all Christian counseling. Everything will be biblically based. But you don't have to be ashamed to not be okay. Look around you. Let me tell you something they ain't going to tell you. Ain't none of us okay. Some of us are aight, but ain't none of us okay. So you don't have to worry about being judged for not being okay. Um, if you are a guest, what you say? Oh, we got a young one coming up. Y'all give God praise for the young one, yes. Y'all look at me. Don't look at her. Y'all gonna scare her. Look at me. Some of y'all still look mean even with a mask on. If you are a guest,
if you are a guest, can you just stand? You don't have to say anything. We just want to make a lot of noise and celebrate you. If you are a guest today, stand. Come on, baby. You help me appreciate all of our guests. Now, guests, I'm going to ask you for a favor really quick. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, would you gather everything and everybody you brought with you and just make your way to an outer aisle. There's a room right behind this stage that's got some snacks. And I want to come back there and just look you in your face and thank you for worshiping with the Bayview Church today. I promise I won't hold you longer than five minutes because I got a whole nother service to go. If you don't mind, if not, I get it. I'll take a rain check. But can y'all thank God for all of our guests who are coming right now? And I'm coming right back there to meet you. Everybody else, let's stand. We're going home. Let's stand. We're going. Uh, Sunday is the first Sunday, so you can come and get communion. For those who are watching, you won't be here on the first Sunday, or you might not be here next Sunday because it is a holiday weekend. I know some of y'all will be holidaying in other places. You can come get communion between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. at the church office if you're not going to be here next week. For those who are viewing and you come get communion, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Monday through Friday, you can come get your servings of communion so you can commune with us next Sunday. Uh, our representatives from RE3 will be down front. It's going to be Donita and Francine. They're going to be down front. So if you'd like to come scan that QR code uh, just to get, and the counselors will contact you. You don't have to tell them nothing. All you got, oh, we got Becca coming too. Uh, Q Carson. Oh, Ragley Keith Brown. All right. And Elisa. I got to get Keith Brown a hard time. Where Harold Moore? Is Harold Moore in here? He outside? Good. I have to get them Kappas a hard time anyway. Y'all pray for all the people who are members of Kappa Alpha Psi that God let them in heaven. <laughs> he forgives a lot of things, but I don't know if he's going to forgive that. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for just allowing us to be in your presence. Thank you for another chance. We didn't deserve it, but it was your desire, and we delight in it. Thank you for how you spoke to us today. Thank you for releasing us from these fig leaves. Thank you, God, for allowing us to uncover and not be ashamed. Thank you for reminding us that we're protected even though we're not perfect. And now, God, as we go, I pray that you would go with us, stand by us. Bless us as we sow into good soil, as we give, as we go. Thank you, God, for what you're doing here at the Bayview Church. Thank you for the great things that lie ahead. Thank you for those who sow. Thank you that they've not missed a meal or a bill because they've been generous with you. You've been generous with them. And I pray now that prosperity will be their testimony from this day forward. I pray that you'll cover us as we go, God, mind, body, and spirit. Keep our families, keep our friends, bless our coworkers. Bless our country right now, God. We need you. If we've never needed you before, and we've always needed you, God, and we need you now. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sweet communion, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us. Now, henceforth, and forever. Let all the people of God say together, amen. Amen.